Welcome to the Album Draft Podcast, where we draft albums using our favorite bands, artists, and various topics. My name is Reed Taylor. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. Uh, feel free to add this to your podcast rotation. Follow this podcast on social media. It's Album Draft Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let me go ahead and introduce you to my guest for this episode first. He's always buzzing just like Neon. First time guest in one half of the Life in a Liturgy podcast, Joel Bickford. Oh, one up. <laughs> wow, what's up? Thanks for the shout yeah. out. Yeah, no problem. It's a great podcast. You and Jarek have been listening to it. Enjoy. Oh, I don't know if it's great yet, but thank <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. it. So next, back for round three on the pod, he wants to run through the walls of his high school. Matt Oberhouse, everybody. <laughs> That's funny because I do because I just took – my freaking 14 year old there and he wants to go to high school and it's so cool now the classes they have mm. so yeah i would totally run through the halls of my high school <laughs> did you go to west i did okay central is huge now like, it was huge before and now it's like twice as big so yeah yeah they have really nice like auditorium and stuff now yeah that was yeah, do. yeah matt i kind of feel like i need to create like a podcast punch card like once you're on for five episodes you get a sticker or a shirt or something like you I'll can get it. one of those stickers. Yeah. You get something to put on the back of your car, like just number five or something. You get to add another song. Yeah, exactly. Album. It's like the give blood, like icon you've given like 12 gallons or whatever. Right. <laughs> All right. So for this episode, we're talking about John Mayer. I mean, I'm excited for this one for a number of reasons. You know, when I was putting together, the initial guest list for this one, or I guess just for the podcast in general, Joel, I, I had you listed down for John Mayer and you act, wow. you also reached out to me about it. So I feel like it was kind of meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you, as soon as I, well, I feel like, did you have a conversation about this, this podcast on like on Facebook a long time ago? Um, Something similar. Like I know Brian Gamble had posted some stuff and, I think yeah. that kind of played into this idea yeah. behind it too. Yeah. yeah. And ever since that conversation, and then yeah, once I saw that you were doing this, I was like, oh, we have to do mayor. We have to do mayor. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And Matt, I know you're a big fan too. You know, I remember we've watched that Where the Light is DVD plenty of times together. So I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing. I still do, man. That's picked. my yeah. That's my go-to. I used to keep it on in my bedroom. I like yeah. I would put it on. I would go to work. It would you know it would it would just be on a loop all the time yeah i love it it's so good yes so so in the little group chat we had going joel you had brought up like the different versions of john mayer Um, yeah i guess two questions do you have a favorite version and did any of that play into your approach on how you how you guys put together your albums i I probably do have a favorite version. What I what I realized when I was trying to narrow it down, I think I had like a a list of 40, 45 songs that were just I would say, okay, these are just the the top of the top, which is that's a that's a pretty big top. And then I realized that well, one thing about Mayer albums, I listen to them so much that I'm I like it hurts my brain if I don't hear the next song. Cause I, it's like the end of the song 
leading into the next song. You know, I need, I need to hear it. So I was like, okay, I think I need to totally remove. I, I tried to remove my the concept, I guess, for what the songs I chose. I tried to totally remove all of the acoustic elements of Mayer. So I don't think you're going to hear a lot of that side. Um, but I think I think the so I I I, I, I love that. I do love the singer songwriter stuff. I think it's great. Um, but I think I like the blues trio kind of R and B almost vibe thing that he does. Like the yeah, so I like that the best. Matt, what about you? Oh, that's so hard. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I would agree with Joel. Like I'm the same way. Like I love the trio. I love like John Mayer is good recorded, but he's like exponentially greater live. Yeah. And where the light is like captured that. Mm. And I love seeing like the behind of the scene behind the scenes and stuff like that. And the way he thinks through like his acoustic stuff. And then he flips to his trio and then yeah. his whole band, you know, like like I love the way he thinks through that and the um, the way he lays out his songs and the way he thinks about his riffs and stuff like that. So yeah, I would agree the trio is probably my favorite. But uh, I mean, even just watching live videos of him with this full band, it's still just as good. Like all the new stuff um, is is just as good. Like because it's all Mayer, you know. You just have right. great players playing with him all the time. So yep. yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Kind of that trio continuum era, John is I'd say is my favorite. I for for this one, I actually considered choosing only live songs for my album and oh, wow. looking at my list, like half of I guess half of my album there's live versions on like Spotify that you could find. But I think my process is probably really similar to yours, Joel. Just I went through, you know, all the songs and kind of threw everything together in a playlist and then slowly narrowed it down until I got to my final 10. Yeah. Well, the where, where the light is, is a really good example of how he even kind of envisions himself in these kind of different, <clears throat> these different ways. I love how he opened, he opened for himself. And then the trio he said was kind of like, okay, we're going to stick it. He's going to stick it to himself. Who is like the, right. the, the main, the main band, <laughs> which is great. You know, <clears throat> How big of like an ego and head do you have to have to like go into with your writers and your producers and be like, I want to open for myself. And I also want to close. Like I I need it to be me. Yeah. The the middle band is still, it's still going to be me. Yeah. And he didn't even have, I mean, that was continuum. That that's all he, I mean, so that's, I guess three or four like decent albums. Right. Yeah, he didn't have that much material, but it's he made it work. So yeah, because the trio was sort of new. Yeah, he pulled the new stuff in with trio. Yeah. So for those that are listening, if you want to play at home, three of us have pre-selected our ten-song John Mayer albums. So so we've selected an opener, three songs that we would use as singles, five other songs that fell out the album, and then obviously a closer. So anything he's released up until this point was available uh, to pick from. And um, you don't have to use the songs in the same way that he used them in terms of placement and singles. So let's not delay this any longer because I know we're all kind of itching to (laughs) chat about this. Um, Joel, as a first time guest, I'm going to have you go first with your opener. Then Matt, you can go second and I'll go third. So we'll just we'll work through our openers. um, Then, you know, we can work through our singles and the other five and then we'll end with our closers. So 
Joel, okay. why don't you go ahead and kick us off? Okay. Well, like I said, I kind of went with, I would actually say if I was make what was conceptually going on in my mind is how the, 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 the songs I think where his band and mayor are in the pocket. And I think that's something that the trio does super, super well. And so I wanted to highlight that right at the beginning and then kind of like let, I would want the album to kind of blossom as it goes from there. So my first song was, I don't trust myself with loving you. First of all, I love it. And talking about the pocket, like being in the pocket. As a musician, there's nothing better than playing with a drummer that doesn't over drum. And I, I listened to it again today because I, I, was, I was thinking about this as an opening song. And it's not flashy. It's not punchy. It's not like he's not ripping into I mean, he solos in it. Um, but it takes until like two minutes and 15 seconds or two minutes and 16 seconds for Jordan to do a, a drum fill. And the drum fill is just bop, bop, bop. And he's just right back to the groove. I love that. I absolutely love that. It shows the minimalism of it, but it has so much groove. And then whatever this guitar tone is, it sounds like it's underwater with a pillow over it, and yet it works super well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the wonky kind of wah, wobbly sound is so uh, attractive to me. And it, it really showcases Mayer's touch, whatever he does with his just the, the slightest touch with his thumb and his, and his pointer finger. It's so tactile and beautiful to me. So I think that's in, in terms of his playing. And I think what, what draws me to it, it's a good, good opener for me. Yeah. It takes a while to get into that song for him, but yeah, mm -hmm. when he mm -hmm. does, it's like, Oh yeah. yeah. You just feel it. Yeah. yeah. I always kind of subscribe, subscribe to less is more. So then when like the more is there, it doesn't take that much more. So mm -hmm. When the so even when his solo comes in in that song, it's pretty chill, but it's just like this brighter tone in his guitar. You can kind of hear it, it against this sort of warbly, muffled other guitar tone. It sounds so, it almost mm -hmm. sounds like it's soaring, but it's still like there. There's so much headroom in that song, uh, so kind of a kind of an on ramp opener. But again, I think it sets that uh, in terms of the other songs that I chose a good like pocket idea with a pocket I was looking for. Nice. Yes, absolutely. Matt, did you have this on your list? Uh, I did not actually. Okay. Um, I'm okay with that. I like the song. Um, there's so many freaking songs. <laughs> <laughs> I still had 14 on my list, like 10 minutes out. So I had to get rid of. Right. Some, but, <laughs> uh, I went with, yeah. um, I went with the live version of vultures from where the light is to start off. That little, little pocket drum intro yeah. and i love that guitar intro it's so simple yet mm -hmm. so effective so yeah that was that's not like my favorite track off that album but it's it's towards the top or whatever so yeah i don't and i listened to uh the other the continuum version or whatever i think it was on 
uh, and it doesn't hit as hard. So that's mm-hmm. what I felt like it was a good, good opener. If someone, if like, I always do this, like if I was going to give them somebody who hasn't heard John Mayer, you know, uh, a CD or whatever, this would be a good starting song, you know? So yep. it's got a little flavor at the beginning, but it's still an opener. So that's yep. what yeah. Yep. I like that one. And I wish that, I could play it. Too, so. Yeah. It's like two notes, but somehow I can, always, I can never quite get it right. It's all, yeah, right. that rhythm, you know? And like, yeah. he always does funky stuff. And mm-hmm. like, I'll always, always like, all right, today I'm going to learn this. And then I go in and I'm like, Frick! and I throw my guitar against the wall and I'm done. Yeah. So. That whole little jam that he does at the end. Again, it's just that thumb pointer finger. Uh, and it's all just like pentatonic. I'm sorry if people aren't musicians. Like it's all just pentatonic yeah. scale stuff. But it's again, it's all the feel of it. I, I, I've, 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 yeah, I'm with you. I've tried to sit down and, and learn that, and I've learned pieces of it. But how he just does it so buttery, it's like man. Yeah, and then he sings, and I'm like, you're, t- you're, you're, you're awful. Get away from me. I hate you so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good opener. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one too. So for my opener, I had Neon, which is on Room for Squares. So, oh, the full I, band I, version. What's that? The full, the full band version? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. considered picking the version, the live one from Where the Light Is. You know, he's at the beginning, he's jamming on the acoustic, and then he kind of does that little mm-hmm. slide into the song. And you know, I just, I just love that guitar. Like it's kind of like this, no slap guitar. Yeah, kind of look there. Um, kind of the same thing, Matt. I'm, I'm really amazed that he can play a lot of these licks while he's singing, and you know, really just keeping time and and just keep keep everything going as smoothly as he does. I guess another note I had on this one just. Know the bass and drum groove on this one. I kind of love the bridge where, like, it drops down. You've kind of got this back and forth between the guitar and bass, and then on the the live acoustic version, you know, that bridge is just ridiculous. Where he's kind of just walking up on his own and filling some of those bass notes in with the acoustic. Yeah, I'm excited to see what else you pick. Being mm-hmm. a bass player, because yeah. <laughs> his, I mean, every, I mean, every person who's, I mean, but Pino is just. The f- again, amazing, yeah. And Gosh. what a name for a, I know. For a bass player! Like, like you, and, you just have this guy named Pino Palladino, and you're like, yeah. hey, right. he's got an awesome name. He plays awesome. Mm-hmm. He feels yeah. it. And oh. I think he looks like every bass pa- player should look. You should be <laughs> yeah. way too tall. Your arms need to reach to your knees. Yeah, totally, totally, absolutely. <laughs> your neck needs to be extra long to 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 groove. You know. Yeah, I agree yep. with that. Yeah, your actual physical human neck, not, but also the bass neck. That's fine. Right. <laughs> he gets that neck going when he's grooving. Yeah, yeah. Bob. Yep. Yeah. He doesn't move at all. He no, stands right. in one yeah. place, and he just he just there. He'll look over at the drummer every now and then, like get yeah. the feel. But yeah. Then he's, up, he's just staring at Mayor, like, "What are you doing? What are you gonna do? What yeah. are you gonna do?" Yeah. And then a couple of videos I saw, you know, he's got sunglasses on, just makes him even look that much cooler. Oh gosh. Have you heard his son? I know we're getting on tangent. Have you heard his son's music? I haven't. Okay. I've heard a couple of them. It's kind of like lo-fi, like neo-soul kind of stuff. Like a lot of drum and bass. 
it's it's pretty he's he's actually super talented too that's awesome all right so then should we should we jump into our singles or i guess i guess the question i'll ask do you did you guys structure your albums in a specific way that might determine where we go next here i definitely considered the flow of it mm-hmm. and i never i've i don't have very many john mayer critiques but i in doing this i realized he has way too many songs that fade out the ending <laughs> i noticed wow. that too yeah and so but i think it goes to what matt was saying he's so good live mm-hmm. that i think a lot of a lot of good jammy instrumental you know instrumentalists they don't know how to end a song because live it's usually just okay we're done you know everybody's right. taking their solo section so i think sometimes i didn't realize how much that translates to albums where it just kind of fades mm-hmm. out so that was difficult but I, I i think i i didn't put it like my two three four spots were the singles necessarily okay. Well, let's just, uh, I guess we'll just go in order then. Let's go with our, our number two song, like in our track list, whatever that is, whether it's a single or one of the others. Cool. You want me to go? Yeah, go for it. Cool. Actually, I think this one would have been a, a, a single that I chose, and it is Moving On and Getting Over. Moving on and getting over not the same it seems to me. I think this album in general was underrated. I think a lot of people, I don't, I don't think Mayer, I mean, he doesn't fit with kind of the, the uh, I don't know, the common music, you know, that's going to be on the radio, which is fine. But I even feel like he kind of, he kind of has a smaller fan base now, which is okay. But man, this album I thought was just a masterpiece, even how he kind of put it out way, you know, waves at a time. That was, mm-hmm. that was a cool idea, but I um, just how the how the little again just staying in the pocket, um, the little guitar melody at the beginning, the groove. Yeah. Again, like it's that. all about that for me. It's because he's playing on TikTok. Yeah, he just yeah. has his TikTok channel, and he goes and he just plays little snippets, or he like duets somebody, or yeah. It's so cool though because he'll talk about like stuff and he'll go through his songs and he'll right. like explain the musicality behind like what he wrote and stuff. It's it's mind boggling, right? I mean, because he's a player, right? I mean, you yeah. can, I, which I love it. I mean, he's a he's a real musician still doing it. Oh. We didn't talk about. Um, I mean, I, I realized I've been listening to Mayer since it had to have been two thousand and one. So that's, that's about when, that's when Room for Squares came out. I don't think I've ever consistently like really digested any other artist's music, always listening to their albums. You know, when they come out, I'm, I know when the date is, I'm going to listen to it five times in a row and um, really try and enjoy it. Um, that's like 20 plus years almost. Yeah. <laughs> so um, old, yeah. old dude. Yeah. That is an underrated album, man. Like, I feel like, yeah, I think you're right. I, it totally like skimmed under the radar. There's such right. good stuff on there. Yeah, I could see. I mean, I can totally see where he kind of went off in left field with a couple albums that I do enjoy, but this almost like this Western feel. Like, the, yeah, these, dude, these... he moved to Mon- like Montana, bought a ranch, yeah. and like just went and just did his like yeah. like cowboy thing. Yeah, so like, crazy. 
it took me a hot minute to get into Born and Raised. Paradise Valley, I was I got it right away. But I also saw that album live, so uh that tour that tour it was incredible. Um but I can you know, I can I can see why some people be like, What are you doing? <laughs> Especially I mean, when you peak he he could have very easily just sort of peaked and disappeared after continuum. So anyway, yeah, moving on, getting over. Um, again, it's not it's not it's not the lyrical content mayor. He has that. It's just the straight up. I want to listen to this song, and I and I, it's the kind of song that I wish was on the radio. If I'm being honest, or that was more that was more mainstream, because I think it, it's got a good it's got a good vibe to it, but it doesn't get airplay. Uh, my, my number two, I'm going to go two, three, four. Okay. Cause they, they all have like, that's like my chunk of like, like more solidness, I would say. I don't know. Not mm-hmm. like my tops by any means, but like a solid chunk of music. Uh, number two is come when I call off the live version or whatever. Why won't you come, baby? Why won't you come when I call? and i think like this one is like so just like just like mainstream like bluesy and like that's like it's so simple but it's so like i don't i don't even know like a good word to describe it and it's like it's like he does like the old player like style of music and then he does the old style like old music style solos with it, which I'm like, you put those together. I'm like, and then if you watch the live, the video, he's like, Oh yeah, this is like uh, Jimi Hendrix version or whatever. Stevie Ray Vaughan's like riff from blah, blah, blah. blah. And he's like disappointed in himself when he's playing it or whatever. He's like, I got to play that right or whatever. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? He dissects his solos by like artist. And I'm like, what is like, I don't, where did he go to college? He went to Berkeley. Yeah, for a semester. For a semester. Have you you ever? Yeah. Have you ever watched? So then he goes back to Berkeley after Continuum comes out, and he gives, uh, I don't know what you would call it, not a TED talk, but that kind of thing. Like he goes through, uh, like a seminar, I guess is what it is, and it's a master class in songwriting, musicality, getting into his brain, and you can tell everybody's just like totally tapped in. I yeah. love that song, dude. That's a good choice. It is. It's a to, It's solely bringing the BB um, King thing to the mm. forefront in a new, kind of fresh way. I love that one. Yeah, that's like my go-to for like when I'm like, oh, I want to hear him play some like straight up blues. That's what mm-hmm. I go to. Um, and then I just open it up to um, my single "Last Train Home" um, off the new album. Like, I don't know why I like the new album, but I do. And like, he's got like the new old school vibe going on. And it's just another layer of mayor that rhymed. That was nice. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my name, mayor lover 13 or whatever. <laughs> a little office joke, little kid lover, whatever. A little kid lover. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I go 
come when I call straight up blues. Cause like I said, I set it up to like, if I was handing somebody a CD, um, in the last stream home. And then I went to bold is love, but I went the continuum version. I like the live version, but I like the um, mm-hmm. like the more main like uh, mainstream version of the Continuum uh, studio track. So yeah, so those are my those are my like middle early picks. So good choices. That's good. Well, it's, it's worthy worthy of note that "Bold as Love" is a cover song. Yes, which I it's, like. Is that he the Hendrix it. cover? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He does it. He does it better. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard the Hendrix version of it. Oh no, I'm saying I think Mayer does it better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He brings like life to like these old songs or whatever. Like he mm-hmm. just like brings like a, a flow to them. Like mm-hmm. like when you're pulling up an old song or whatever. There's less flow because you're more main like live. But with Mayer, he has to sell it on a CD, so he has to mm-hmm. like you know, he has to pull some push to it. Mm-hmm. You know? to get it pushed onto a track or whatever yeah i like that so for my second song i chose helpless from the search for everything i really like this song this is the song that when i hear it you know it's kind of makes you want to move makes you want to dance I feel like this is something, Joel, that I would hear you guys play somewhere on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris mm-hmm. is holding down the kit, and you got either Brandon or Josiah on bass. And, yeah. You know, just oh my gosh, yeah. That would Have be you guys ever one. played this before? No, we totally could though. Yeah, we have also haven't played full band in a really long time. So yeah, <laughs> that's a good one though. But there's a there's a live version on this on YouTube, and he plays you know some extended solos and. You know, Pino's back there doing yeah. his Pino thing, killing it with baseline. So just a just a great song. I really like that album too. I, I agree. I think it's underrated. Mm-hmm. So that was your number two, huh? Yep. Let's see. So talking about underrated too, heavier things. So my third song is Clarity. So this might be the only feature in, in the songs that I chose where you're going to hear acoustic guitar prominently, but it's still the same. It's the same idea of this again, thumb and forefinger. You know, it's very, uh, and I love the, the intro to that, that song. It's got the horns doing a thing. It's got the guitar doing a thing. It's got the drums doing a thing. It's got the piano doing a thing. And it's not muddy. It's still open everybody's grooving and it's actually kind of a i would think if you're playing that live I, actually i don't know if i've heard this song live but i feel like it would be pretty impressive to be locked into that mm-hmm. um but it's just another iteration early on of again the same the same pocket groove um but then with the different flavor because with the horns and then adding in some of the the piano stuff i thought was um just beautiful and i kind of like his voice better uh and earlier stuff not room for squares but i feel like 
heavier things was nice. His voice sat real nice. It's almost like he like hit like a second level of puberty and like deepened deepened his voice, you know? Yeah. 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 It's weird. Like usually people's voices get raspier over time. He had like a weird, I'm almost going to lose my voice. I smoked too many cigarettes thing too early on. Yeah. yeah, maybe he had like a vocal surgery though. That I think that actually was a thing. But I think he did. He didn't sing for a while or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that might be the most, the closest thing on this on the songs that I chose to the to the singer songwriter thing. Um, that that I don't think I would choose that as a single though. I think if this was like, yeah, again, early two thousands when it was coming out, sure that should that should be all over the alternative radio. Um, it's definitely like R&B like feel. Yeah. Like if you didn't start singing, you could pass that off as like an R&B song. Yep. Yep. And then since you already mentioned it, my number four spot too was Bold as Love. Yeah. Not a single, but that's when that's to me is when you're in. Okay, I'm in. I'm locked in. Now take me on a ride. Yeah. And he just, that solo is a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece. I want to like, I know he, he explains like his like thought process sometimes, but it doesn't accurately. He just describes it so people can try to understand it or whatever. But yeah. that doesn't like describe how he actually thinks through music, you know, yeah. like figure out like how he dissects songs and like how he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to put this here and I'm going to put this here. Or maybe he yeah. just feels it out or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of, I didn't understand. I th- does he say, was it on the Where the Light Is? Or maybe it was the Berkeley thing. He was talking about, no, it was the Berkeley, it, it was in his Berkeley seminar. And he said, he was he was giving them a preview. Um, the song Assassin hadn't come out yet. Battle Studies hadn't come out yet. But he was like, here, I've got this new thing. It's kind of going like this. I don't even, it, he didn't even have the lyrics to it. He was just, you know, mumbling words. He's like, it's this kind of like E minor seven thing, and it's this B thing. And he's like, it's this thing, and then he, he kind of stops. He's like, I don't know. It's all shapes and colors to me now. Mm. And I, when he said that, I was like, okay. But now I kind of get it, especially playing with other musicians. It's like, I can't. If it's somebody that like is less skilled, and I'm not super skilled, but if like it's somebody that's less skilled than me, it takes a lot of work for me to get back to the theory of a thing because it all. It does. It all just looks like shapes, and it, you know, I see songs in color, which is weird. But it's like, I, I so I kind of get it. It's a, it's a feel, and it's like, I almost feel so at one with my instrument at this point that it's like, I, and I think that's what it is. Like, yeah. the guitar is just an extension mm-hmm. of him now at this point. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I, I get the shapes and like developing patterns and yeah, like that's that's how I think of it for sure. So mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to the color thing maybe i should trip out and get there but you know yeah figure it out yeah like when you you don't see silver and purple when you listen to vultures <laughs> no i don't see colors and gold it's weird i don't know why literal vulture flying there's a name for this synesthesia i think but it's kind of annoying at times too because it doesn't mean anything at all but i mean you're it's it's just your process of associating it colors to either emotion or this pattern mm-hmm. or this thing or whatever. And that's yeah. how you process. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That is really cool. So I'll do my next two and then that should 
kind of catch us up to, I guess, all of us and talking about our first four songs. So my next one, I also had I Don't Trust Myself With Loving You uh, from Continuum. And I went back and I don't know, you guys probably did the same thing too and watched the Where the Light Is DVD. And one thing that I noticed for the first time is that he had both Pino and um, David on stage playing bass at the same time for this one. And so, oh, really? Yeah. So David's kind of playing low. Pino's playing, you know, a little more up the octave, higher on the neck. But that was the first time I had noticed that. And I was just like, that's so crazy. It kind of blew my mind in the moment. And kind of, not kind of the same thing as you mentioned, Joel. Like, I, I love kind of the tone of the song, you know, with the guitar and the bass as well. Yeah. Um, another thing that I kind of liked about this one is that you've got the the horns and I think there's a saxophone in there too but it kind of comes in a little subtle kind of in the second chorus and then a little bit more in the bridge and then by the you know end of the song you know it, it's full on in with the rest of the band I think that's really cool yeah does is that does he do an like, extended intro on the live one um, da, 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 I'm not sure da, da. He might. did you choose a live one for your for your I I chose the uh the studio one okay I need to go back and watch this DVD. It's been too long. Yeah. It's a DVD for gosh sake. <laughs> it's on I had YouTube. To, I, had to, I, had to, I had to buy it on Amazon because I, I would like want to watch it like in random places. Like I'd be out and about and I'd be like, man, I, I like I'd hear a mayor song and I'd be like, oh, it's been a while since I watched it. Yeah. So I'll just mm-hmm. pull it up on Amazon now yeah. and then I'll have it. So I had that one. And then my next one that I had was Edge of Desire from Battle Studies. that on there yeah this one that one went on and off the list dude yes same here (laughs) i don't know why and this is another one where you know i i watch him play it and i'm just kind of amazed that he can kind of play this riff and then also sing it at the same time kind of got this you know nice slow kind of six eight groove to it lyrically this is one that i really like i think he's got some great lyrics in there too and you know, kind of watching some live videos, you know, through the last week. That guitar solo, I think when it, I want to say it's towards the end of the bridge. It, I, I can't really tell on the album, but live, like he had another guitar player kind of playing harmony or um, kind of playing along with him to the solo. Kind of added, you know, a little bit more layer to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was really cool. So pause. What do you, what do you guys, what did you guys think of Battle Studies? Battle Studies was the follow-up to Continuum, correct? Yeah, I like Battle Studies. I love okay. Battle Studies. That's got to be the most intimidating album to put out. Just with the success. And just, I mean, there's nothing bad at all on on Continuum. Yeah. And then to follow it up and not really... I mean, I guess he had Heartbreak Warfare. That was on the radio. Um, who says is on there? I don't know. I like the album for sure. I just feel like it was like a okay, here we go. I gotta, I gotta put some stuff out, you know, and the, how intimidating that must be. But well, yeah, because if you look at his, I think if you look at his dis- discography or whatever, I think hold on, pull it up. The um, yeah, it's at, it's even after where the light is came out, so it's like even he's even bigger now. Yeah, music. And then he comes out with battle studies or whatever. 
Yeah. So yeah, that's even harder. Yeah. I think he actually said that he edge of desire came out of him. He has a, I think this was the TikTok maybe he put out and he, he was doing a, it's, he's like, it's just this, I was doing this guitar exercise, just a practice exercise, just this weird scale. And he's like, and then I would change the groove to it just to, and then that's how, that's how that song came about. He was just mixing up this weird exercise and which is totally what it sounds like, but you're right. The, the fact that he can play that and sing it at the same time. I don't know if you've ever tried to play that, Matt. It's nope. uh... <laughs> like I listen to some of these. I'm like, I'm not even going to try. I just want to listen to it because I don't want to be like frustrated that I can't play it while listening to it. So. Yeah, I can't even I couldn't even get close at like 20 percent speed, so. <laughs> let alone try and sing it, too. Yeah. Well, then you got, he got his effect or whatever. It's like a half like wall or whatever, you know, mm. like you have to maintain some of that. So, yeah, good choice. Edge of Desire. Um, the only th- the other thing I was going to say is that would be, I'd release that one as a single. Good choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I would love to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I keep thinking of the radio as a single. I'm an old person. <laughs> is that what you think of when you think I'm, this is yeah. a single? Yeah. Radio hit. Or yeah. Whatever, yeah. Radio hit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think radio, or I guess if you're going to look at it kind of in the current landscape is, you know, this is maybe one of the first songs you would release before you release the full album. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. On Spotify or something, whatever. Yeah. Streaming. yeah. Cool. Am I up next? Yep. We got, uh, I would say this would be my um, second single, fifth song on the album. Good love is on the way. The live version, though. I love that song. How he starts that um, with just the... Uh, good love. Oh, yeah. Good love. That, yeah. That's, that's just so sick. And uh, I think you're really... I mean, you're, you're letting the, the, the trio... The trio's really shining there. I mean, the, just some of the riffs that, that if you're really paying attention to what Pino's doing... There's actually some really cool YouTube videos out there that that kind of just play his track, and, you know, while you're watching it, and it really helps you hear what he's doing. Uh, but that song's got some energy. I think it's super catchy. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's it's just the type of song that I would want to hear. You know, I, I almost good, good riff songs. Yeah, if I throw on Mayor like while I'm cooking dinner or something, and I don't hear that song, by the time I'm done, I'm like, I have to hear it. It's just it's, it's <laughs> one of the ones I want to hear. So right. And that opening riff, it's so, it's not, it's actually not that difficult to play, but yeah, it, it's again, it's, it's got the, it's, it's so, it's a player's, it's a guitar player's song. It's like so tactile and fun to play, really pull offy and, um, and fun. Yeah. So yeah, I like that one. And I think the, well, that's all I'll say about it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and the song is the color red. <laughs> really? Yeah seems like what does red mean to you because red everywhere else is like uh, very like cautious or very like yeah i don't know interesting i guess the do you, do i guess the word, for any colors no that doesn't mean anything i don't okay. it's almost it's like that's yeah. the frustrating piece of it i just know when i hear that song red pops into my head mm-hmm. so do you uh do you associate it with anything else like um no what other it's song a, makes oh. red? 
Like what any other? any song. Oh, um, I'm just trying to understand it more. <laughs> I, I don't know. I only like Uptown Funk is purple and okay. orange. Um, okay. That kind of makes sense because it's kind of seventies. That so that yeah, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. that's not too outlandish. Yeah, um, I get it. I'm trying to think. Of, let me think of another. Yeah. No, you get it. That's you're so interesting, maybe, man. Maybe I'll start my own podcast and we'll just talk about what color. <laughs> right. What color yeah, exactly. is this song? Color is it? The worst podcast of all time. It's like thirty <laughs> seconds long. <laughs> what color is this song? It's red. It doesn't mean anything. It's red. It's red. Yeah. Yeah. My, I'm gonna go uh, five six because they kind of go um, like my middle. Like these are like two of my top favorite songs. And it's belief from off the live version. Because I I don't I just don't even know what to say about that song. And then it goes into slow dancing in a burning room. That's probably my number one favorite song, Slow Dancing. It's the first, probably it's the first one where I was like, oh my gosh. When I first heard it, I was like, get out of here. Let me listen to it five million times. I'll learn how to play it. This is the one I I did, like, I spent a lot of time learning how to, like, feel and play this song correctly Mm -hmm. or whatever. And yeah, that's the not first. easy to do. Yeah, no, it's that's not. Naughty. And I, I still suck at it. But mm-hmm. um, that's the first one that I like really tried to play to like dig into. And I was like, this, this is money. Like, this is a money song. So yeah, yep. Good choices. What was the first? Wait, it was. Oh, oh yeah, believe. But the live version, dude. Really? I'm, I'm a riff. Like, I love good riffs. And when you put it with a beat, it, like, I'm sold. And then yeah. belief on the live, he opens it up with that uh, minor, yes, like, really like soulful like solo. Yes. Um, yeah. The little the thing that I like about the live versions of that versus the album is um, that dun dun dun, dun 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 that gets really pronounced. Like they break it down at the yeah. end yeah. and let that and let that part really shine. Um, David Ryan Harris or whatever on the playing that part so it, it's a that's a special one that, that one shines live yeah oh yeah Dude, that I, really good live. all these off this whole yeah, album the drum, the drum take, intro yeah it's it's so like like i'm listening to it right now i'm just like I, it like makes me happy like so yeah i don't know yeah. a green color i don't know you know whatever i don't yeah. know yeah, no, this song is gray and black, but it's okay. You'll get there. <laughs> but well, I like it. It's because it's like a little more religious, so and like worldy and like ah. crazy, mm-hmm. you know. So that would make sense, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, like so, I get yeah. that. I think yeah. there's there's a little more understanding than, you know, what you think. Yeah, so. probably. Yeah. I have not seen Mayor live. And you I'm have so, to. I know. I know I do. Yeah. <laughs> so expensive for one, and but it'd be totally. It's like those bucket list things for me. Like, like it's one thing you just spend the money on because you want to experience it. And he's just right. so good, 
and this time in history to like not go see him live is just right. a shame. So. And one of the best things about it now is he is kind of over the ego stuff live. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you know, the way the light is like, I'm going to talk for, you know, 10 minutes or whatever. He just doesn't do that. He's just like, I'm going to give you as much music as I can, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Um, because he does, doesn't need to do that anymore. You know, I think he's just like, yeah. I follow so many social media, like accounts that are just like John Mayer solos, John yep. Mayer live, John yep. Mayer trio, you know, like all the like random offshoots, but they're always shooting out video snippets. And I'm like, yes, this fills my yes. day full of awesomeness. So. Yes. And I'm too much of a fan to not watch all of them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I like the ones that are always like, they're like these super blurry pictures of his pedal board trying to figure out what what is that how do they get the tone you know and they're like trying to like take pictures of cabs and music videos like what was the tone setting to it's like they don't they're not actually using the amp you know right uh, but i am so thankful now of social media and videos and stuff because people are figuring out the way his tone works and you know when it, we didn't have this i was like what is he freaking doing? I want yeah. that spank in my tone. Like I, and I like would try all sorts of stuff and it wouldn't be it. You know, I'd have a story. Like, do you like the silver sky? Oh, I love it. You like I it? love it. Yeah. I feel like that's but a very it, you, you guitar. It is. I love PRS and Schecter yes. and they're all the same build yes. and everything. So yeah, that's totally it. When it came out, I was like, yep, like that's the next guitar I want to buy. That's the one I want. So, yeah. but I never thought he would be giving up strats. Like yeah. he just went bing and like he was gone. I mean, he plays like on the trio, he plays like a semi hollow or whatever, you know, on a couple songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, you got that. You have your like signature spank tone with your strat. And then you yeah. flip over to the skies and you're like, it's there, but it's not as like punchy or whatever, but right. I'm totally okay with it. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. he has his own thing. I think that I think the color options for them are ugly as sin. They're terrible. <laughs> I don't know. He Maybe needs... that's like the sob rock thing he's got going on. So yes, it's true. <laughs> it's it sounds like, good though. Like the, that's like the I just want a PRS deal with you guys. I don't care what color you make these guitars. Just yeah. make them so they're playable and they sound yeah. at least like my tone or whatever. Yeah, I've heard him say too that. Uh, he doesn't like the, he's like, there's too many options for everything. Like he likes that, you know, you can only get a Tesla or you can only get a MacBook in so many colors, you know, like yeah. that's, there's something about the, the minimalistness to that. And there's something to it, but it's also like, I love when I see a strat that's like, I've never seen that strat color before, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, another tangent. <laughs> I, like I love it. it. I love it, man. All right, I'll go with my I'll go with my next two. Um, one of them because this is one that's already been mentioned, but I also had vultures on my list, um, and I had yes. the the tri version, I guess, as opposed to continuum or where the light is. I think oh. I I think the tri version just sounded a little better. I don't know if it's maybe the way it was mic'd or it was recorded. I think they were both recorded in the same location, so I, I don't know what the difference is there, but. Hmm kind of what we already talked about. I love the groove for this one. Um, you know, Steve plays it pretty straightforward through the whole song. You know, Pino's got this bass line that kind of keeps the song moving while John noodles around, you know, on his guitar and solos and whatnot. So then 
Uh, my next song would be my third single. I chose Still Feel Like Your Man, which is another one from The Search for Everything. I'd say this is this isn't my favorite song of his. I'd probably say Soul Dancing is, but this is up there for me. It's kind of got this, you know, this, I don't know. I, I, I call it like a staccato groove to it. You got some yep. drum syncopation with the vocals and the chorus. And, you know, this is one that lyrically I enjoy listening to. You know, the prettiest girl in the room, she wants me. I know because mm-hmm. she told me so. I think probably my favorite part of the song is the bridge. You know, it kind of drops down to like this airy floating feel um the drum it kind of and i don't think i don't know what they use to record but it almost sounds like a, a marching band snare yeah so, this kind of groove on the on the ride and the snare um and then it slowly builds back up into the the groove of the chorus yeah that has to be well i feel like aaron sterling was doing a lot of his drumming but that sounds like a steve jordan groove to me because it sounds like you know how steve Steve will kind of, he's got like big drum kit and then he'll shift a little bit to the left and then it's like yeah. tiny, tiny kit. Yeah. It sounds like yeah. that because it's so punchy. Yeah. I've never thought about the, the sounds, the drums on that. I like, I remember my wife, when that album came out, I kept singing, um, I still keep your shampoo in my shower all day mm-hmm. long. I kept yeah. singing just that one line. And she's like, why do you keep singing that? I was like, it's the only line in the song I can remember. <laughs> I really like it. <laughs> ignore the crap out of her. Yeah. And I like the line of the bridge, um, you know, still like the letters in the name and how they feel. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know, but and who is he talking about? <laughs> I want to know. He's good at keep. He's good at keeping that under wraps. Yeah. He does like a piano intro thing. Yeah. And then he goes into like a John Legend type feel. This groove is mm-hmm. that. It's just oh. That's crazy. How he just like is able to like put all this random stuff on a CD and they're like, here you go, sell this. Yes. And right. they're like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, John. Yeah. Make I think millions. Pino played on this album too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That group's to, tight. It's so good. I had that song too, but not there. So I, I had. Um, so what? I, well, my last one was "Good Love" was on the way. Track six mm-hmm. was "Crossroads," was I, which I wanted. Uh, so to round out my my singles, I had "Moving On," "Getting Over," "Good Love" is on the way, and then "Crossroads." Which is a cover, uh, but super well done. I love the lo-fi nut lo-fi-ness of it like Mm. that guitar tone is so choked out um (laughs) it's like and and it's like it's a it's an underused kind of like fuzz i don't know it was just kind of unexpected but i remember when i i I remember the first time i was listening to battle studies where i was sitting in this old golden ford focus that i had this song is red by the way too yeah so there you go It, it means nothing again I remember sitting to it. I was kind of like, man, what is this album doing? Not, I wasn't super feeling it. And then this song came out. I was like, okay, it hooked me back in. Mm. Um, I love the guitar solo. I think it's kind of unorthodox, even though it's just kind of bluesy. Um, and it's short and sweet, man. It's short and sweet. Um, it's like you didn't try to like overdo the, um, 
the cover or whatever because he could have totally right. made it a random like John right. Mayer type thing but he didn't. I think that I think that's why it works so well because I think if you listen to again I think one of the things that he does well with Hendrix songs or when he covers like Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff or you know Clapton here or Kareem whoever it was he cleans it up so a lot of that um, a lot of that bluesy older stuff maybe it's just the way that it was recorded but a lot of it's kind of noodly or there's a lot of extra noise going on so even even with bold as love or this is a good example it just kind of takes away all of the extra noise and says what really makes this song amazing and he really does a good job of, mm. of highlighting hear the groove like that song grooves with cream but it not like that so yeah it's like when you put when you put like the right people together in a band like and you just like you just stick with them and you always want to play with those people because it's like, you know, you, you know what they're going to do. You love their style and you know where they're going to go. And like, you don't mm-hmm. differ from that. So when he, when he pulled like those two guys for his trio, like he just, I'm like, I feel bad for the other people like that used to play with them. And they're like, they're really good, but then you just get replaced by somebody better and you're just, you can't be mad, you know? Right. It's one of my knocks on, and, and he kind of had who he had, I feel like. But early mayor, um, singer songwriter stuff, the drums in particular are so busy. Mm. It sounds like, and it kind of, I think, because people were trying to pigeonhole him in this like Dave Matthews band kind of thing, which is like, yeah, I can see that. Who's this? One of the reasons I actually hot take, I don't like Dave Matthews band at all. But it's like, I think part of the reason it's hard for me to listen to is because who's the star in Dave Matthews? Is it the guy? Is it the flutes? Is it the? There's too much going on, and so I think a lot of his music kind of got buried with production-wise. Again, great bands, great bands, but I think what happened over time, you realize, no, John's the star. Let's make this happen. And Pino and Steve really helped. Like they just sit back, like a good trio should do, and say, "We're going to hold this down back here in a really excellent way, but we're going to let you shine." Yeah, and then my next song, my next song was just uh, was also. Still feel like a man. So we talked about that. Um, yeah, that song is a surprisingly, um, it was a surprising one to hear. I love the piano intro. I had no mm-hmm. idea. I like songs when they start, like I kind of don't know where they're going to go. <laughs> like that song could have went anywhere. It could have went to a ballad, but then when the groove comes in, I'm like, yep, yeah, there it is. That's what, that's yeah. what that needed. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'll talk about my eight spot too, was the vultures. And we've already talked about that, but can continue. Um, Vultures has has probably that might it it might be one of my favorite Mayer songs. It's not my of this of that kind of style. It might be. I think it's just got this swag to it that's like unreal. And and again, subtleties go a long way. But the snare in that song. Listen to the if you if you have headphones on and listening to it, like listen to how loose the snares are. And it's, but it's like, they like, they like, they flutter. And I don't know. There's something about those like little, those little things because the band's not going to do a ton that, that go a long way. So um, I like, I like, I like the subtleties in, in, in that song. Um, and then everything you said, I, I, I probably do like the live version better, but. Um, the only reason I do is just because he does extra stuff and it's mm-hmm. like mayor mayorish mm-hmm. like solos mm-hmm. live. So mm-hmm. I just like the live feel. So yeah, the song in itself, I could listen to Continuum or the live version and 
be happy. So yeah, right. Yeah, did we all have vultures on it? I think so. Um, yeah, that's that you good, had, right? That makes me happy. It's 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 that good that it needs to be on everybody's list. So. Yeah. <laughs> do you want? Should we go next three, and then we'll have our closer? Joel, actually, why don't you do your ninth one, and then Matt yeah. do your next three. I'll do my next ones, and we'll just end with our closers. Cool. My ninth one was Belief, uh, and I like I do like the album version, um, but again, live that thing soars. So um, I'm trying to think if I would have anything else to say about Belief. I think it's funny. <laughs> this is funny. I, maybe this is my second John Mayer critique, and I I don't see him doing it a lot anymore. It's like I don't. I'm not typically a fan of like political songs. And I feel like he's, it's like a statement song. And it, it is, yeah. if it, mm-hmm. like, if I'm just taking the song at lyrical value, I'm like, okay, like, shut up. But <laughs> it's the same thing with like waiting on the world to change. I'm like, how cheesy is this? Yeah. That's probably why that song didn't, wasn't even considered. I don't even know if it made it to my top songs, even though it's a great song. I'm just like, it's almost corny, but belief is that good musically that I'm like, I don't really even care what you're saying. You can yeah, be singing yeah. about macaroni and cheese right now. If it sounds like this, I'm, I'm, I'm going to eat it up. So yeah, I, that's what I like about that song is the instrumentals. Okay. So born and raised, I got hooked on that album because not the song, but the album, uh, because of the album art, he did this thing with this guy in like Germany or whatever. And he does hand painted stuff. So this dude drew it. Then he pulled it into his computer. He vectorized, drew it on a computer. Then he added all the colors. There's a huge video on it. And it's all like a documented and everything. And now I follow this guy on Instagram and he does like gold plated, like window things. And the, the dude is amazing. And that's wow. like the graphic side of me really hooked onto that. And then like this whole like new style of like chill mayor or whatever um, hooked me too. Cause I was like, I liked that I could, like at any emotion that I'm having, you know, cause I'm a very like emotional, like music driven person. So like I'll wake up, you know, I want to get stuff done. I'm going to put some hard rock metal on and it's going to pump me into the day. And if I'm waking up, I'm feeling chill, then I'm going to go to some chill songs, you know? So like, I love that I can uh, move with my, like how I'm feeling that day to whatever, you know, mood mayor is in when he records a CD, you know? So like, Born and Raised is that for me. But the song I picked off that album was Queen of California. I just found out a cool slip town. The Queen of California is a stepping down. down. It's like the opening, so opening one. But I love the I love the the melody line of the acoustic that he's doing. So that's that's what hooked me. Um I'm listening to it again because I love it. Um, that that groove's uh, so hard too, man. I if I was making a different, if I was making an acoustic-driven album, that would that would be. Yeah, it's That's a great a, opening track too. It is. It's a it flavor, is. man. And then, like, when that album came out, one of my friends was like, "What's your favorite track on there?" And I was like, "Queen of California." And he was like, "You can't do that. It's the opening track. That's the opening track." And I was like. Screw you, man. That's the best track that I've listened to. And then he's like, I like whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. I'm like, no, you don't. I was like, get out of here. I was like, you just like that because it's called whiskey, whiskey, whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. He was was stretching on. Yeah. It's, 
Queen of California is like, if I'm going on a road trip, it's like it's like I'm staring out the window and I'm yeah. in a music video song. Dude, I think Absolutely. the same thing for that song. Totally, totally. <laughs> exactly. All right, and then my next two is uh, I'm on Search for Everything, the Love on the Weekend song. Love on the weekend, love on the weekend, like only weekend, like only weekend. Love on the weekend, love on the weekend. I don't know why, but it's like it's like one of those like really trekky songs, and you're like, dear, 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 dear. You know, like yeah. mm-hmm. I, I just love the the musicality of that one. Um, Number nine is who did you who did you think I was? That's the second one I tried to learn, and I was like, ah, I'm done. So yeah, anytime I pick up a strat, that's the first thing I play on it. Yeah. Every that's- time. That's what yeah. I was going to try to do. I was like, I need a song. If I'm doing a sound check, I need a song. I was like, this yeah. is going to be my song. People are yeah. going to like it. They're going to yeah. realize it. Musicians are going to be like, I got you. I know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, yeah. And then I, I just never got it. So yeah, it's not that hard. I just probably no. didn't put enough time into it. So yeah, I've got big enough hands where I can do the, some of the thumb stuff he does. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cause it's weird. You got to stretch backwards while keeping your thumb, but yeah, and my hands like just shy of do- pulling it over and being able yeah. to come back. I'm like, so it's yeah. it's hard. Yeah. But similar to um, "Good Love Is on the Way," that's yeah. like those are just riffs you want to learn, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And so I love that he's a he's a guitar player's, you know, he's a musician's musician, and he kind of writes for that. I think a little bit, which I appreciate. Like he still writes to it. I think impress a little bit, which is which is fun. All right, so I'll do my seven, eight, and nine. So my seven, I also had one from Born and Raised. I chose something like Olivia. And actually, went back and forth with this spot. I kept kind of putting in different things. Um, this morning settled on something like Olivia. I think what I liked about this one is that, you know, with this album, you've got that folky Americana John, but then he still incorporates the blues into this one. So, you know, mm-hmm. lyrically, lyrically, it's pretty simple and repetitive, but it's really catchy too. And then you've got these little bits of the of organ hits kind of throughout the song. So that's really cool. Yeah. I really like his vocal melody line in that song. I don't know yeah. what it, it's super catchy. It flows, it works with the guitar, you know, so I don't that know. was that was battle studies as well, right? Uh, this one was on was born, and raised. born and raised. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then for my song eight, I also had slow dancing in the burning room. You know, just lyrically, I kind of I kind of like the imagery behind this one. You know, I kind of I feel like you could, you know, mm-hmm. envision you know what they're going through. I guess whatever the couple is, you know, they're just talking about, but. I know we've talked about this just one already. Your poison of Taylor Swift or somebody, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. any relationship that he's in. Right. <laughs> that that that's. I think that song shows off what we didn't talk about. That song shows off his lyrical savvy. Mm-hmm. He is a good songwriter. Um, he, he that that's a that's a killer. Like you said, that's a killer imagery phrase that can yeah. So. 
I love that song. It's like you're yeah. just waiting to write a movie about the title of that song. You know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. Yes. And then for my number nine, so I love acoustic versions of songs, and I also love cover songs, and especially when they kind of cross genres. So I chose EXO. You can turn my lights out. Oh, for good number one. nine. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you know it's it's a Beyonce cover, but you know obviously John put his own spin on it. It's acoustic driven with a harmonica and just you know gives it a completely different feel. I've never heard the Beyonce version, and now I mm-hmm. refuse to listen to it. Right, <laughs> it's, right. a, it's just a Mayer song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's been played 340 million times, by the way. Wow, that's, that's really high because some of it's his good... are like 150 million. It's a good playlist song. Like to, I could see that it probably is on every acoustic cover playlist. But mm-hmm. then, yeah, good choice, man. That's that. That's a good one. Yeah. All right, so let's. Uh, Joel, you can close us out with your closer. We'll. Uh, okay. This is about album. as cliche as I got, and because everything else was fairly fairly up up to mid tempo. I went with gravity. Yep. Yep. So did I. We're on the same page. I mean, that's that's the mayor closer. It's yes. the it's the it's the let it be of you know. Uh, yeah, you're clo- you're closing. He closes every. You know, just about every concert with it. Um, but there's something special. I, I do love the Where the Light Is version. I think I they add this, like, uh, three-part harmony thing with the da-da-da-da-da. That, that walk down, the accent, that I love all that. But there's something very, again, pure and stripped back about the continuum thing that, man. and the Dude, the, the live uh, version is 10 minutes long. Yeah. They go on I mean, like a little tangent. And how perfect I mean if you're gonna say if you're gonna if you're gonna say to any guitar player, we're just gonna jam, what do you want to jam in? Okay, you're gonna either say A minor <laughs> because why not? Or G. Yeah, I want G major. Mm-hmm. He just set himself up to just go nuts. G major is like the the quintessential blues. I'm I have the whole guitar to do whatever I want with and he does it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so live, it's 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 pretty great. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that song. I love the organ. I love the organ in it. I love. Ooh, yeah, um, I love that. It's another example of so like just like slow dancing in a burning room as a guitar player. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, but not exactly. And no matter how hard I try and play the first three notes of the song i can never get it to sound just right you know and there's just something special about being able to hear the difference like if you if i a bead not looking at somebody playing the song like i could totally tell if it was mayor or not and so um that's that's something special about his playing too that it's just these little micro bends that he does that 
So that's his, that's his voice, you know. And they're so. in time, you know. It's like mm -hmm. dur, 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 dur. it's like that bend yeah. goes with the flow, and you're yeah. like, come on, you know, like how good are that, you? <laughs> I think that's gravity most highlights his ability to um, lyrically do a, a guitar solo. Yeah. So the guitar, it's not all just so live. He just rips, but the melody lines that he comes up with almost become you know this thing in of themselves like they're almost saying something and that's um, that's an incredible ability to have um i mean there's guitar solos that you can hear that you're not going to remember every note because you're ripping too fast but how you can make a four note melody thing soars it, it, and stick in your head it's great i love that yep. and matt you said you had this too as your closer oh yeah yeah it's like it's like just a no-brainer for me. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like if any, like if I went to a concert, I would hope he would play Gravity towards the end and he would mm -hmm. just be ready to rip on it. So, so I, w I went a different direction with my closer. I went, I went with um, Find Myself Another You. Now I'm gonna dress myself for trouble. Once for me, once for someone else. Oh yeah, yeah. So, and I chose um, the version from where, uh, where the light is. Is this one? You got some extended solos. That's the last, you know, that's the last track, isn't it? Yep, mm -hmm. it's the last yeah, track yeah. on there and on Continuum. Yeah, that's another good one. It is, and I think it's doing that thing that we already spoke to, but it's bringing that blues that old school blues. I mean, everybody knows these progressions, you know, these, it sounds familiar. It sounds as old as time, but there's something fresh about him presenting it that makes it like, yeah, new. It's definitely that old school feel for sure. Mm -hmm. It's like the end of like SNL. Like you watch that, like that's the kind of yes. song you hear, you know, like, yes. Yeah. It's almost like, I mean, we're in Christmas time right now. It's almost like Christmas music. It has a thing. And I don't know. I mean, it's just a bunch of like seventh chords and, you know, major sevens and jazzy, you know, but it's, yeah, I don't know. It strikes a chord. Um, huh, literally. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So did you guys have any like honorable mentions or oh my like gosh, any yes. songs that just barely missed the cut? I have, I have three. So for some reason, have you guys ever heard Stitched Up? No. Okay. So. Stitched up. You should you should YouTube this. Stitched up. It's John Mayer and Herbie Hancock. I'm not sure who Whoa. who actually has the right the rights to the song, but if you if you search it on Spotify, it's like blanked out. Like you can't listen to it. Mm -hmm. But it it's it's probably a top four Mayer song for me. Um, and just because I couldn't throw it in the playlist, I didn't put it on here. The other one would be California Dreamin'. If you can find his live version that he did, I think it was like on like a Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or something oh. like that. It was him. It was a children's choir, him and Pino and Steve playing California Dreamin' live. Incredible. And then I Don't Need No Doctor from yeah. uh, Where the Light Is. That one was almost uh, my closer. Uh, I mean, my honorables are Say, which is like a huge hit or whatever, but I don't. 
I just love the the feel and the rhythm of that song. Yeah, it's like super percussive or whatever, and yeah. I love I love it. Um, and then "Stop This Train" is another fave of mine. So that's my number one favorite song of all time. Really? Yes, but nice. it didn't make the album because mm-hmm. that would be on a different album. <laughs> <laughs> so for me. Probably the the couple honorable mentions I had they all came from Paradise Valley. Um, I had Wildfire, Waiting on the Day, and Paper Doll. Paper Doll, yeah. so good. Yeah, Paper Doll is really good. I had actually had that one on my list up until this morning, and I took it out and put something like Olivia on. What a unique song! That yeah. one is. You don't. You're not going to see that coming. Mm-hmm. That, da, 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 that that groove is uh, that's something else too. Yeah. Gosh. And then a couple non-John Mayer songs, but I wanted to mention them anyway. So the guitar solo from Beat It by Fall Out Boy, Fall Out Boy's cover. <laughs> yeah, check that out. Oh, I was, I was under, under impressed with that kind of song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I first heard it, I was like ready for it. And I was like, because we, we were like full on Fall Out Boy, Blink, you know, it was that mode or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I listened to it and I was like, I... I I thought you would have more, like not necessarily more like notes or whatever, but yeah, I thought yeah. it would be a little bit different. So I really want him to do uh, like record a version of the tribute that he did at Michael Jackson's mm. uh, funeral or whatever celebration thing of human nature. No, mm. no, no vocals. He's not singing, just playing the melody and stuff. Yeah. It's like butter. It's, it's almost like he was like doing it, like making it on the spot. That's what it yes. felt like. It's like he was yeah. just like feeling out everything that was happening at that moment. Yeah. And it was like slow. He was like dialing it in and pulling mm-hmm. it out. I was like, yeah, I caught that caught that on like a snippet of video. And then I went and found the full thing. And I was like, wow, this yeah. is heavy. So, yeah. Yeah. And then the last song I had was um, he's featured on it, but Inside Friend by Leon Bridges. I just love Leon Bridges. And it's just a fun song. So. Yeah. Yep. That's such an interesting one. <laughs> well, awesome guys. This was uh this was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. definitely appreciate you guys hopping on. Thanks for having me too, man. This is yeah, fun. No problem. Mayor was on my my top five Spotify. So nice. he is Always. on my top spot top five Spotify for like the past like, I don't know, at least three or four years. So mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Joel, you've always got an open invitation to come on if you got anything else you want to talk about. Cool, man. I've yeah. been thinking about it, too, because I'm not just into Mayor. Like, if you ever do, like, a hardcore thing, or we could we could go way back and do... For sure. What, what did I listen to when I was a teenager? But, Norma Jean and... Yeah, all that kind of stuff. If you got something heavier, who was throw the, that Who was the crazy showbread? Showbread? Showbread, yeah. Showbread, showbread, yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah. you guys like pop that. You guys mentioned that when uh, we would play together. And I was like, who the oh. frick is Joe? And so well, I go listen to him. And I'm like, what are you guys like listening to, man? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, show. I mean, we just totally ripped him off, too. We're just like, what is this? Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does that when, we, when yeah. we're that maybe, age, you know? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll have another episode of old bands that we were in. <laughs> Dude, oh. we should have a five and wow. two and Gorilla Cadets, like, but we need to like bring it all in one room and film it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> that would be so yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm working on it. I'm working on a five and two one. I was talking to Simon earlier this week and I've, I've, oh, I've talked to you everyone. Guys gotta so do that. You guys got to do that. Everyone's on board for coming on. So 
Yeah, you got to do that. Something I forgot until today was that it was like an an unlocked memory that I I we played at your wedding reception, right? You did, yeah. You, Alex, and okay, Chris. dude. Yeah. I don't know how I kind of forgot about this, but then yeah, yeah. what crazy? Yep. Because it was kind of like my last excursion, and I moved to Omaha for like a year. It was like we went there, and then like I'm. I remember I remembered it because I remember oh I've been to the Mall of America somebody was talking about that and I had a like a terrible time like I thought like I was gonna pass a kidney stone or something I was just basically walking around in pain looking for mm-hmm. cranberry juice the whole time the night after your what I forgot about that that's the yeah. longest I've ever traveled other than some stuff for cadets to play for me mm. play music that was a fun time it was a fun I, time I, I forgot I forgot I forgot about that we probably played yeah. vultures or something so. Yeah, we were really excited that you guys, you know, agreed to do it and that we had a, a live band there. So, yeah, I wish I there was this. more video back then because people yeah. would have filmed all this stuff and we'd have like memories mm-hmm. of this stuff and we don't have anything. Yeah. Hear, hear how terrible I was. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of wedding receptions and Matt, maybe you can back me up or fill in some gaps if if I'm kind of misremembering. But um, do you remember? we played a wedding reception as a band once. I think it was me, you, Simon. I think Simon played yeah, drums. Like or uh, Jordan Dean's. Yes. Or no, it was uh, Jordan Justin. Jennifer's, no, or, Jordan. Jordan. Was it Jordan? Yeah. yeah. I know it was one of the Dean boys, but. Um, yeah, was, and then What's Their Faces band came in and just wrecked us. Completely blew they us played Sunday morning or whatever. <laughs> yes. From Maroon 5 or whatever. And just oh, was it Tri? Was us. it Austin? Yeah. Was it Austin? Austin, oh, yeah. Chris. Oh, and I think Josiah. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to play after that. Exactly. So. Oh my gosh! Yeah, there's they. That dude was unreal. He plays for like Kiefer Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah, right? I follow him, dude. Yeah, he's so like he's so mayorish with his like yeah. his Montana vibe, and it's cool though. He's so good. Yeah, yeah, he is good. Yeah, that was the first time I met Chris. So. <laughs> <laughs> Like, screw these guys, play, right. show us up or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Um, yeah, once again, thank you guys. If you're um, listening, thank you for listening. Uh, once again, feel free to follow the podcast on social media. Um, I'll tag these guys. And if you're interested in chatting with them, feel free to do so. Um, but yeah, we will catch you on the other side. <laughs>